0: morning. Good morning. How are you? This is Dr. Brenda Shoshana back again with another episode of Zen Wisdom for your everyday life. Yours, yours and mine. (laughs) Specifically for ours, everybody's everyday life. One life manifesting in so many different ways. One breath being breathed by so many Different people, animals, trees, our everyday life. Again and again in this podcast, I make mention of the fact, of course, that our everyday life is not routine. It's not ordinary. It is very ordinary, but it's very beautiful and very magical and very ephemeral as well. That word is a beautiful word, ephemeral. It's like little cloud floating by. Of course, it doesn't seem that way when we're in the midst of it. seems very serious, very solid. It seems as if we can never get out of situations that are hard. So many books written about how to get unstuck, <laughs> how to move, how to change. And certainly, certainly there is the experience of becoming stuck, fixed, rigid, unmoving, unmovable, frightened, basically, scared. We're so scared, so much anxiety. And that leads me right into the title of our talk for today, which is a beautiful, beautiful quote from a sutra. And this quote is a quote I've always really loved so much. And it says, Things are not what they seem nor are they otherwise." Wow, both parts. Both parts of that quote are so powerful, so potent, so needed, and so intriguing too. Sometimes one part seems stronger or clearer than the other, but I'll repeat it. Things are not what they seem. That part of the saying to us, don't be deceived, don't be fooled, don't be tricked. And, you know, we do feel, especially in these days, tricked, confused, maybe deceived or betrayed. Things that seem to be one way, they're really not. So much change happening so quickly and we can lose our Anchors or our clarity. You know, it's very hard sometimes to proceed without a certain kind of clarity. Where am I? What am I doing? What's going on? Things are not what they seem. Well, what are they then? So we can become, and I see this happening more and more now, we can become kind of frozen or scared or unable as I said before, to make to just be in the natural flow of our breath and of our life when things are not what they seem. You know, that experience and that phrase, however, can also awaken us or stimulate us to say, ooh, that's interesting. Wow, like you know, when I was a little girl, we used to I lived in Brooklyn and we went to Coney Island and Steeplechase, Steeplechase. That was the funny house. It was really quite a place with rides and all kinds of odd things going on. And there was a room in Steeplechase, I believe it was, where the funny room, you went in and there were mirrors and you looked very tall and thin in the mirrors. it, It twisted the way you perceived everything around. It was like walking into the House of Illusions. And people loved it. If you go in and you're just going in for an experience, you laugh, the children would laugh and they would go, oh, wow, it gave a sense that the world was permeable and changeable. And look at that, how funny, and we would laugh and joke about it. Of course, when you're just going in for a fun afternoon, it's a joke or it's funny. But when we're living in that kind of a room where everything is changing, things become very tall, very wide, very... Loud people say things that we never would have thought they would ever dare say, and they don't say things which seem very fine to say. Everything can seem very scary then when we think this is reality, this is our reality. But the statement says things are not what they seem, so look deeper. That's the good part of it. Let's look deeper. Let's get beneath these surface appearances, how things seem, and go a little deeper. Implicit in that is, well, if they're not what they seem, what are they really? How are they really? What are they? That, of course, is a Zen koan, a wonderful koan, which says, what is this? A teacher or anyone, because we're all each other's teachers, of course. Don't get stuck on that either. This one's a teacher, this one isn't. Then we become very disheartened if somebody we thought was a teacher behaves in a way that a teacher, we don't think a teacher should behave. There's so many ways to get trapped. Anyway, a teacher or a person or anything at all, anybody at all, because we are all, of course, each other's teachers. Life is the great teacher. And so the question is, what is this? The teacher, that's a koan, is in Cohen? The teacher asks, what is this? Maybe he'll hold or she'll hold up a teacup or a flower or an object that looks like a very simple object from our everyday life. What is this? Or maybe a beloved, somebody we love very much. And they're leaving, or they're ill, or they're interested in someone else. And so again, there's the koan. What is this? Things are not what they seem. So it's very good to dwell with that and to get used to that. And to, in Zazen, of course, in Zen practice, we sit with it, we absorb it, In the silence, we don't try to figure it out or analyze it because something like that is truly, if we could have analyzed it or understood it mentally or intellectually or rationally, I guarantee you we would have by now. What is this? What isn't it? (laughs) So in Zen practice, we take it and we live with it. We absorb The fact that life is not what it seems. So it's not quite as frightening then. We absorb it. We're digesting this. And for a moment, let's also go to the other side of the statement. Life is not what it seems, nor is it otherwise. How beautiful is that? Now, at first, it might seem like two very contradictory statements, and that's what we find in Koan's statements that seem that as if they're very contradictory statements, but no, they're just two parts of the same statement. They're, things are not what they seem, nor are they otherwise, meaning, and they are exactly as they seem or as they appear to be. Wow. The appearance is exactly that, and yet it's not that. What does that really mean? We need to know that. We need to understand that more deeply. What this statement is pointing to is why we get so anxious, confused, lost, disturbed. Why? Because we believe that when something appears in our world, that's it. That's what it is, and it will stay that way forever. (laughs) That part we don't say out loud. It might not be something we consciously think of, but that is the implicit belief. Oh, how beautiful this moment is, and it will, or it must, or it should stay that way forever. Oh, we're in love, and this love will never ever change. You know, I was going to say this love will never, never die, and that's a very interesting point. It won't die. Of course not. But will it change? Of course. Of course. It has everything. This beautiful statement we're working with today is telling us everything must change. Nothing is fixed. Nothing is solid in the way we think is. It doesn't mean that love will die, doesn't mean that. It means there is that which permeates our life, permeates forever and every life. But what appears has to change, has to grow, has to alter. So we get very confused when it does because implicitly we're expecting, demanding, and believing that everything is going to stay exactly that way. And we can count, somebody said, I can't count on this. We think we can count on something if it stays the same, and it gives us a sense of security, stability. I know where I am. I know what is going to happen. I know how to respond I define my own life and the meaning of my life and the work of my life by saying everything is stable and that's how it will be. And of course, when we get great upheavals, like in the room at Steeplechase, or you could say life can feel too many, like being in the funny farm at Steeplechase now, all the changes, huge, quick, very quick, one after another. Again, the sense of what can I count on, what can I depend on, where am I, who am I, all of that comes up. We don't know what to depend on anymore. Now, on the one hand, naturally, it brings a lot of fear, a lot of retrenching into a position sometimes. I'm in this group, but I'm not in that group. We try to hold, we're trying to hold on to define ourselves very rigidly or intensely. We're trying to hold on to what we knew or what we know rather than viewing it all as a wonderful Zen teaching because this is the heart of Zen practice. Who am I in the midst of change? Where do I go? What can I count on? What is important now? Something might have been very important in your life before, but it's not important now. And if you hear this noise in the background, I truly apologize to you. I—it's I, the drilling in my building, and I want to do the podcast now anyway because you never know when it starts, and you never know when it stops. So that's part. Let's just include it. I'm decided today. I'm just including it as part of the koan of life and as part of the podcast as well. Nothing stays the same. Nothing stays the same. So things are not what they seem. Let's take that part of it again and say, okay, I am willing to confront or to experience or to even acknowledge the principle, the fact of change, 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 even though I never could believe it really before. Where? How could it be? Someone I love so much and was so close to for so many years, boom, all of a sudden they're gone. They passed away. Where are they? What were they? What did I think they were? That's just one little example of this continuing process. A great teacher, Joko Beck, says, and I keep repeating this to myself, and to, and it's a reminder and a teaching, dwelling as change itself brings peace. I'll repeat that. Dwelling as change itself brings peace. Rather than fighting the change, rather than resisting it or opposing it, or trying to make everything just the way we want it to be or the way it used to be. We just dwell with change, as change. We are also change. So one thing we could do one day, we may not be able to do another day. Accept that. Dwell as change. When you don't fight it, when you enter the huge stream of change, you will find peace. Now that's another tremendous contradiction. How how could I find peace that way? Yes, you will. Because you'll be going with the flow, with the movement of life. You're not going to be fighting everything that happens. You're not going to be living in opposition to what we call Dharma or the Tao or what it just means the endless flow of energy and change that this universe and that our life truly is as we accept it as we live it as we are it some of our questions that we posed in the beginning like what is this like who am i like what am i doing here they become the 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 responses to them the answers the clarity bubbles up naturally it bubbles up because we're not fighting what is. We're not fighting it. We're not using all of our energy to contradict the flow of life, to f- to to fight the flow of life, to hold things rigidly. But we're entering the stream. It's really so beautiful, that phrase. I love that phrase, entering the stream, jumping in. What a wonderful feeling when we can just jump into the stream and swim with it. Mm, Feel the sun, feel the water entering the stream. So can you enter the stream of your life? Will you? That is what our Zen practice is really all about, basically. It's about entering whatever stream is bubbling up right now for you. So it's almost time to end for today. And I thank you, thank you, thank you over and over for listening, for sending me all the wonderful emails, which I so much appreciate. I really do. And you can continue to write to me. My, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. I'd love to hear from you. The web page for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com, where you can hear the other ones as well. I wish you a beautiful, beautiful day, a beautiful week, a beautiful New Year, and mostly that I wish you to dance in the stream of change. It, it's a very, very, it's very courageous and a very precious moment when we when we decide to do so. I will end for today with a wonderful quote that I've always loved, which is, "When they come, we welcome." When they go, we do not pursue. How beautiful. We welcome what comes. We don't pursue what goes. We say yes to the waves and to the stream. Thanks again for being here. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to share with you. And again, have a beautiful, beautiful week. Take good care.